The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. How's it going? It's Owen here, and this is a bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast, Redefining Diabetes. Every week, we'll dip back into the episode archive and get you to think and reflect once more about some of the things we've learned from the podcast over the last few years. It could be some diabetic wisdom, advice, a great guest, or even a hypo story. So enjoy this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. Does eating too much sugar cause diabetes? Okay, this is probably the most common comment I've ever heard about my diabetes. So there are two main types of diabetes. Type 1, which is the one I have, and type 2, which is the one that most people may be referring to. So with type 1, it's an autoimmune disease. Basically, for whatever reason, your body attacks the insulin-producing cells in your pancreas, and your pancreas shuts down and doesn't make any more insulin. There is no amount of sugar on planet Earth that can make that happen. It's just bad luck. Now, with type 2, people will often assume that it's directly related to sugar intake. Now, strangely enough, it's actually fat that will more often than not result in type 2. So if you're in a caloric surplus, which basically means you're eating more calories than you're burning, you will have excess fat in your body. This fat will basically surround your cells and make you become insulin resistant. So any insulin that your pancreas is releasing, you're now resistant to it because of the higher fat content in your body. Now, this isn't directly because of sugar, but obviously if you're eating larger amounts of sugar in your diet, that's going to result in you basically eating higher calorie foods, higher calorie diet, resulting in more fat in your body therefore it can be related but for myself and every other type 1 diabetic out there no we did not eat too much sugar and that is not why we're diabetic number two Owen there are no symptoms okay so I went through this one on episode two about my diagnosis I don't really know why people believe that there are no symptoms because there's very very obvious symptoms when you're just about diagnosed so like myself as i had stated previously excessive thirst that one i hated you'll lose loads of weight very very rapidly extremely tired constantly fatigued i almost fell asleep anywhere i sat down and for me i had no appetite at all now if you experience just one of these it's maybe not as obvious but 
more than likely, if you're going down the type 1 diabetic route, you're going to experience all of these. Number three, exercise is dangerous for diabetics. Absolutely not. Now, it can be complicated, but a lot of studies have shown that being habitually evolved, evolved? involved in exercise routines and resistance training will hugely benefit your diabetes management. It would actually help regulate your blood sugar. So over time, if you're consistently training, it can be difficult to monitor your blood sugar while you're training. But overall, if you're involved within fitness and it's a priority throughout your day, it's really, really, really going to benefit your diabetes management. You're going to find it a lot easier to regulate blood sugars. And as well, it's not even just you moving and actually physically going to the gym. It's kind of like when you're involved in a steady and kind of disciplined workout routine, you're then less likely to binge eat and you're you're then less likely to reach for the so-called bad foods that will have negative effects on your diabetes. So, no, it's, it's not dangerous. <laughs> I suppose what you're saying is it is very good for a diabetic to do, but it could be dangerous if you don't manage it properly. So if you go there with higher low blood sugar, then you could be in trouble if not prepared properly with your glucose tablets of course, or yeah. your insulin. I had briefly spoken to an older man. I just bumped into him in the pharmacy a few weeks ago and I was picking up my diabetic supplies and he was there, so... He obviously knew that I was diabetic and he said, oh, I'm diabetic too. And we just got chatting and I was asking how his health was and how long he'd had it for. And he was telling me that he goes on hikes and long walks by himself, which is which is a great thing to do. Don't get me wrong. Going out for hikes is fantastic for your health. But he said he goes out by himself and he wouldn't have anything to treat a low blood sugar, which is really, really dangerous. So to say that exercising is dangerous, it's not, but it can be under certain circumstances. If you're not prepared, it can be dangerous. So if he's out up the hills in Ireland and he has a low blood sugar by himself, but he has nothing to treat it with, (laughs) it's not ideal. Thanks for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. And if you want to listen to the full episode, you can check it out in the description. Chat to you soon.